Kwaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, by size where you receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be at involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Hi, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We're just off an international break where Ghana played home and away for qualification for the AFCONs next year. It was also Chris Hewton's first games in charge of the Black Stars since taking the reins. Ghana ran out 1-0 winners at home in Accra to a last gasp winner from Semeno. And with the return game on Monday just gone, we drew 1-1. There was a lot of hope naturally that Chris Hewton would do well. But this week, I read a number of reports which I felt I should talk on, even if briefly. Former Ghanaian midfielder Derek Botang has advised the Football Association against focusing on chasing players abroad to switch nationalities to play for the Black Stars. This, I believe, was off the back of Ghana announcing five players before Ghana participate in the World Cup in Qatar. Nyaki Williams, Tariq Lamti, Ransford Yeboa and Stephen Ambrosius. In an interview, he explained that players that switch their nationality to play for the Black Stars usually struggle to make an impact because they don't understand the African terrain. That point in regards to the African terrain, I understand it ever so slightly, but I don't fully subscribe to it. But he continues. Inyaki Williams, who is regularly featured for the Black Stars, has failed to make an impact since joining the national team. In regards to that point, I do and don't agree. He may not have got the goals thus far, but he's made an impact in some way, shape or form in terms of supporting the team getting further up the field. And I think these sort of things are, in truth, um, teething points. And I think Ghana will get over that in a period of time. In an interview, Derek Broughton thought Nyaki Williams would need time to settle in the Black Stars and advised against depending on the diaspora players. Well, well, he's kind of just echoed what I, what I said there in regards to him needing time to settle in. But as to the advice as to depending on the diaspora players, I'm not too sure what that means. I'm not too sure if that means going forward they wouldn't... He, he would advise actually seeking or looking for those type of players in relation to talent identification, which I think is important for all countries and all football associations. So if that is the case, I will definitely won't take that advice or I certainly won't heed that advice anyway. Um, in regards to actually depending on specific players, I don't think you should depend on any player in, in uh, to some degree. I think you should build a team, you know, with an ethos. And of course, you can build around players. But depending on players, no, I wouldn't want to depend on a specific group of players. But if we're speaking to, for example, the English national team, they depend on Harry Kane. He's the, the focal, point for, focal point of goals. I mean... If we're being very honest or we're having an open, honest conversation, there isn't really a, a number two or a deputy for Harry Kane. I think that's been an ongoing problem for the past four years, you know? So I guess in some respect, if, if England can have that problem, then I don't see why Ghana can't have that problem in some respect as to depending on one, spe- not one specific player, but key players, if that makes any sense. But again, because England have problems, it doesn't mean it's okay for Ghana to have problems, but I'm just kind of using that as a as a comparison, as there's no there's not a problem in dependent actually dependent on a on a player for you to play well. Like for me, Inyaki Williams, if you're asking me, I think going forward, I think he can be a focal point to get the team further up the field. I think in recent years and in time gone by, I think we've got to be fair, we don't really score goals as such, but I don't think we have I don't think we have real centre forwards. I think we have good I think we have good forward players. I think the IU brothers, I think, have been very, very good servants for Ghana. But in terms of actually goal-scoring players, I don't think we have them. I think Kudus Mohamed is a fantastic player. Um, and I think he will drive the team going forward in many, many years to come. And likewise, Thomas Partey, etc., etc. But I think we're, we're, a, we're a nation, I think, who we develop very, very good midfielders in some respect. Um, but in terms of goal-scoring players and forwards, um, we haven't really... 
um, developed them in, in many, many years. I mean, the last great centre-forward I, I can think of at the top of my head will be Tony Yeboah, and I could be... Sorry, Tony Yeboah, yes, he's definitely one, but Asamoah Jan. But, you know, look how f few and far between they are. Um, sorry, I don't want to lose myself in my notes. Um, ah, continuing. Um, I think Inyaki Williams and other players who switch nationality don't really understand Africa. That can be true in some respect. They don't know what is going on here, our styles and others. So I think Nyaki Williams needs time. So I think Nyaki Williams needs time. But ask yourself, can we be patient with him? Well, if you're asking me personally, I think we need to be patient with him. I think we need to be patient in general. I think that's what's been our problem, um, that we lack patience. And I think we're so, so giddy, giddy, giddy. We must do things now. I think patience is the key in regards to whether it's developing um, structures going forward with the under-23s, um, and other um, other other age categories, obviously within within the national setup, to which I'll get to in just a moment, because the Olympics is only around the corner. But that has been our problem in recent years. So in recent years, recent decades, in regards to not having the patience. And by the way, this is not a shot at um, Derek Brotank in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think he raised some very very good points. There's just some things I don't necessarily agree with. But at the same time, I think there might be a lack of context to some of the things that he said. I'm only just taking notes based on what I've seen on the interview, and I'm sure he might have um, expounded on some of his notes, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, no, I think that is our problem, and I think we're not patient. I think we need to really strip things back and then go forward. But as to, if you're looking for a quick fix in some... In, I think if you're looking for a quick fix, um, I think someone like Chris Hutton is the man, based on his experience, to actually provide these solutions. But at the same time... Um, players like Inyaki Williams and there's a few more so like Inyaki Williams is at the end I don't want to say he's at the end of his career but he's at, he's 29 stroke 30 so he's got a couple more years at the top level and, and certainly by way of supporting the Ghanaian national team but if you're talking about players like Tariq Lamptey, um I'm sorry like he, he he's the level you know what I mean he could arguably play he could arguably sign for Arsenal I think maybe the summer gone or the summer before and and who knows going forward I'm sure he will find a top club um, but I think Kind of identification by way of looking for players in the diaspora, I think is definitely forward thinking. Just my thoughts anyway. And I think it's something I've supported over a period of time. Um, but continue with some of his, his comments. To me, we shouldn't depend on those type of players because they don't understand our style. To be fair, I think that's something that's been repeated already. Um, our style. Wow, wow. Um, where do I start with our style? I think in years gone by, and I'm going to talk yesteryear, like when I was really, really young, you're talking about the late 80s and 90s, I think there was a unique style to African football. I mean, Cameroon brought that. Um, oh, my God, there's other stuff. I mean, Cameroon brought that. The North African side support that as well. I think we had a Nigeria brought that. You know, whether you're talking about the 94 World Cup, the 98 World Cup, and you're talking about those Olympic sides in which Ghana would have been a part of that as well. I think there was definitely something unique about the way we played. I think currently now, and it's amazing because I'm going to say something which people may or may not agree with, that side that went to the quarterfinals of the World Cup in 2000 and, oh my God, I want to say 2010, which was in yeah South South Africa, I didn't think we had a great playing style. I've seen loads and loads of people, I've seen, sorry, not loads, I've seen um, one or two videos of um, breaking down how we played, but I don't think it was really methodical, you know? I, I, mean, I mean, who am I to, yeah, in some respect, I'll be honest, let me be humble, yeah, I am being humble anyway. Who am I to say that? It was an effective style of play. But if you're asking me, I didn't, like, in recent years gone by, I don't think there's been anything 
a great style of play. And I think these are a number of things which I mentioned over like recent podcasts, whether it's games we've played in, tournaments we've played in, or or things that I would like to see going forward. And it's amazing, actually, because I'm actually currently writing an article um, called Dear Diary as to what I'd like to see in 2023. So almost, anyway, I won't give too much away, but um, I wanted to come out with another article that I've been lining up for a while. Um, but let me continue anyway, because he says some good things, to be fair, Dirk Boateng. He also went on to say in the same interview, all the foreign coaches we had with the Black Stars, including Milivan Ryavak, were useless. Sorry, he said clueless. To be honest, we had a great team. Milivan Ryavak and other foreign coaches did nothing out of the ordinary. Now, like, I do and I don't like those... In fact, I don't know if there's a do and don't like those comments. I guess what I don't want to do is I don't want to, do, I don't want to say anything which is offensive in any way, shape or form because... Me, I'm a coach myself, and um, I work, I've worked in talent identification, so what I don't want to do is I don't want to rubbish someone's work, because truth be told, he was very successful with the Ghanaian national team. But I don't believe... Oh, sorry. How do I word this, or how do I say this? I just feel, I think, in recent... In, in time gone by, whether it's um, Ryavak, and I think it's been one or two other coaches as well, I think other options could have been deployed. I think where the same sort of success could have been achieved. Um, yeah, that's what I believe. And I feel, I think, and not that these things are not happening, but again, down to structure, I think if you're if you're developing these coaches in your country, I think you'll find, look, I just think there's better alternatives. I'm not even going to dress it up. I just think there's better alternatives. I think um, there has been success, but I think there are better alternatives. I mean, look at um, Senegal at this moment in time. I mean, look, look, look how well they're doing. Anyway, let me just move on. Ah, not even move on, sorry. Finally, before we sign off, the Olympics is around the corner. We unfortunately didn't qualify four years ago, which seemed like it was only yesterday. So I remember actually doing a video on that, and I think you could find that probably on our YouTube page. But it was four years ago. But with that said, Ghana Vice President Mark Addo has reassured the Black Meteors of full support in their quest to qualify for the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. That is next year, ladies and gentlemen. The Olympic men's football team managed to eliminate Algeria's under-23 side on Tuesday at the Baba Yara Stadium, 2-1 in aggregate after both legs. The Olympic team has served as a good pathway for those in Ghana in recent time, and I would love to see it again. I say those in Ghana because I think um, in previous years, and I forget even in previous years, I mentioned previously that um, some of the, the national sides like from the under 23s below, some of them don't tend to actually include the the diaspora. And I've kind of like fought against that in recent time as to I believe I think to have success or have a pathway where or just have a good pathway. In fact, it depends on how you look at the pathway to be fair. But I'm talking about the pathway of success in terms of playing style and all that type of stuff. I think it'd be good to include the diaspora. I don't know how that would work logistically. I mean, it's probably quite simple, actually. You just fire them over. But I, me, personally, I just think it will work very well. But at the same time, on, on that last sentence as to is, is served as a good pathway for those in Ghana in recent time, I think by having those who are actually in Ghana, I think it serves as a great pathway for them to actually receive the exposure to potentially get moves. So I like it from that perspective. Ghana's Black Meters haven't qualified for the Olympic Games since 2004 when notable players like Stephen Apia and Asamoa Jan were involved. To secure a passage to the Olympic Games, the under-23 side will need to have a successful AFCON tournament, which will be hosted by Morocco from June the 24th. 
The top three teams of this edition of the tournament will qualify for the Olympic Games in Paris, while the fourth place team will play in a playoff with another team from another federation to decide the final spot at the Olympics. At this under-23 level, Egypt are the current defending champions. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media keeping up with the stories and unfold in the coming weeks. As always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarnieu at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnieu on IG or Twitter. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.